He delivers pizza in Utah for Papa John's. He doesn't really want to, but he takes it in stride, and he's thankful he has a job. You see, Derlin Nui is 89 years old, and he has to pay the bills. His social security check is modest, not enough to pay those bills. His health is still good to work those 30 hours a week. Now, enter one of his most loyal customers, the Valdez family. They knew his need. They wanted to help, but they knew they couldn't do it alone. So they decided maybe they could find others to help. They went on TikTok, the social media app, and asked others to help. One person sent a $12,000 tip. Derlin's now received 20000 from people moved to offer their tips. He's paid off his car loan, and he's now debt-free. What a feel-good story. A better story? The gospel story of Jesus. Better by far. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're in a series this week called King of Kings. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Kanye West and his song, Jesus is Lord. I've been trying to think of a way for you to hear some of his inspiring music, and it works so well with our theme today. The song is on his Jesus is King album that came out a year ago this month. That's when I heard it. I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the time. Now, I haven't met him, but I know people who've met him and say he's a totally different man once he met Jesus. And say what you want about rap, his album clearly declared that Jesus is the king. From Times Square in Manhattan to the Sunset Strip in L.A., the words, Jesus is king, were everywhere this time last year promoting that album. It was a sight to see indeed. And that's exactly what we're declaring this week as well. Jesus is is the King of Kings, and all authority has been given to him to heal, to raise the dead, to reign forever, and yes, even forgive us of our sins. Stay with me. In a moment, we're going to look at the moment in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus forgives a paralyzed man of his sins, and to show he has the authority to do that, he also heals him. The crowd was awed and praised God. And it's my desire that we'll do the same today. After the program, I want to share with you a very powerful TV series called The Chosen, created to tell the story of Jesus from the perspective of those who were around him. What was village life like in the first century? How did Peter make his living? How challenging was it for the Pharisees to hear Jesus preach? These are some of the backstories that Dallas Jenkins wants to use to help us better understand in The Chosen. So after this program, I want to give you an opportunity to get the entire eight-episode season on DVD, season one, for your generous support of this ministry. Well over six hours of viewing content, and it comes on two DVDs. As you watch this epic yet faithful to the Scriptures series, you'll better understand in a fresh new way the times and places Jesus walked. 
You just need to call us after the program at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch some of the clips from the show that we have there on our website, and then you can make your gift there and ask for the DVD collection. Just visit us in a few minutes at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now, here's a group called I Am They. It's not my life to live. It's not my song to sing. All I have is here. For all eternity It's not my righteousness It's not my faithfulness And all I have is His For all eternity Crown him, 
by I Am They here in this Haven today. We're calling the series this week King of Kings. I'm Charles Morris. Remember back in 2005, the office supply store Staples introduced that big red easy button into their advertising campaign? Commercials depicting frustrated customers having all their office needs suddenly fulfilled when a Staples employee would press the magic red button. That was easy. Fifteen years later, that red button has become an icon. It's a symbol of the desire we all have deep down for things to just get easier. But life is hard, and few things come easy to us. That's not true, though, when it comes to God— He is God, after all. He says at the end of Isaiah's prophecy, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Has not my hand made all these things, and so they came into being. The Lord created all things, just because he wanted to. It came easy to him. In this series this week, King of Kings, Jesus is that king. And in Matthew 28, we're told that he has all authority in heaven and on earth. If that's the case, then there's a lot that comes easy to him as well. He's the Son of God. But I wonder how much we actually believe it to be true. Today, I want us to go back to the Gospel of Matthew. I want us to see just what Jesus is capable of and why he really is the King of Kings. And in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 9, we read that Jesus got in a boat, crossed over the lake, and went back to his hometown, Capernaum. And just as he got there, some men brought him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. And the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith, he said to that man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. But Jesus could read their minds, and I'd like you to hear how this very real moment plays out in the TV series called The Chosen. Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right. But I ask you, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven. Or rise up and walk. It's easy to say anything, no? But to show you. And so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. I say to you, my son, rise. Pick up your bed and go home. Matthew 9, verse 7, Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to him. When the eternal Son of God came to this earth in human flesh, he could see what we see, people who are sick, the injured, the oppressed, and all from our enemy, the devil. But he also recognized what we often fail to see. 
Behind every earthly problem, there's sin. It was sin that came into the world first, and then death. Sin arrived, and then came disease, illness, and injury. So when a group of men bring their paralyzed friend to Jesus in Matthew 9, he understands perfectly that there isn't just one but two problems that needed solutions. This man needed his limbs to be healed, of course, because God does care about our bodies. But the man also needed his soul to be healed. He needed the forgiveness of his sins. And that's why the story unfolds like it did. If you or I were making this story up, we would probably have the men bring the paralytic to Jesus, and then Jesus would just simply heal him. Simple. All done. But that's not what happened on the northwest corner of the Sea of Galilee. They bring the paralyzed man to Jesus, and Jesus first forgives. He sees their faith is genuine. And this is confirmed by the fact that it led them to act. As James tells us, faith without works is dead. These men clearly believed that Jesus had the authority to take care of this man's needs, and they step in and they do something about it. I hope that you have believing friends who will point you to Jesus like these men. During good times and bad, we all need faithful brothers and sisters in Christ to remind us that Jesus is still on the throne. Sin and Satan are not taking the lead. Infectious disease and political unrest won't win the day, not ultimately. The Messiah has all authority, and one day he will return and heal a paralyzed world. Keep close to beloved friends in the Lord, who won't let you forget that. The paralytic's friends certainly didn't let him forget, and they were all blessed because of it. But there are others in this story, those teachers of the law standing nearby, disturbed by what they had seen. They understood that only God himself has the authority to forgive sins, and that's why their charge against Jesus was blasphemy. But of course, that religious elite who knew so much about God, they thought— failed to see that the one in their midst was God in the flesh. Jesus didn't back away or tone down his language here. In fact, he intensified it. First, he demonstrated his divinity by seeing into their very thoughts. Verse 4, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Don't you wish you could have been there in the room and heard Jesus say this? What was the look on their faces? The man they were accusing of blasphemy revealed that he knew what was going on in their innermost thoughts, in their minds. But he goes even further. And here's the question I want to especially focus on. Jesus asked, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? Well, which one is easier? You and I could think about this all day long and not come any closer to an answer, and that was the point Jesus was making. Neither of them is easier. They're not easy at all. They're impossible to everyone, except for God. Only God can heal a paralyzed body by his own authority. Any healings the apostles accomplished were through God's power. Today, any scientist or doctor who contributes to the healing of our bodies gets his learning and his knowledge and his skill from the Lord. It's not of their own authority. It's God's. Even more amazing in this story is that Jesus forgave sin. It's by his own authority. 
Speaking to those teachers of the law, he said, But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat, go home. You see, the healing proved that he could forgive sins. And both actions pointed to the same reality. Jesus of Nazareth is the King of Kings, and he has all authority. Too often, I think we sentimentalize our relationship with Jesus. We forget that he's the Lord God, the universal king, and the coming judge. He's vested with all the powers of heaven. He didn't come only to heal our ailments and injuries. He came to save our bodies and our souls. And he's done this by giving himself. Think of all the suffering that we have in the world, all the disease that's taken loved ones, the injuries that change a life forever, the addictions, the deformities, and the pain that are sadly a part of our lives in this fallen world. It's an overwhelming thought, and it's all a picture of what our hearts look like before the living God. Our hope is in the forgiveness of sins, and that's something you can't do. You can forgive a person of a wrong they've committed, but you can't wash their soul clean. You don't have the authority, but Jesus does. Today, Jesus is in heaven, ruling over all creation, and he still extends forgiveness to those who come by faith, recognize his great power, tremble at his almighty presence, but don't run away. Run to him. He has the authority to forgive and the compassion to actually do it. And to him, it comes easy. Why don't we take a moment to pray? Lord, in heaven, we come to you right now. We know in our hearts that Jesus Christ came to die for our sins and to set us free and to give us the faith that we lack. We can look back and see Jesus, even as the major and the minor prophets looked forward to your coming, and they didn't understand everything that was going on. They had a hope that they were looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. Well, Lord, for those of us who call Jesus Christ our Savior, we have that hope inside us. And yet we let our hope falter. Our faith grows weak sometimes. And many of us right now are living in these uncertain times, unsure about our future. Lord, may we have confidence in you, confidence in a future that's in your hands, knowing that you are holding us and you will keep us safe. Lord, we need the Good Shepherd in our hearts right now. And we ask for your blessing on us as we serve you with our lives for the rest of our days until you return. In Jesus' name, amen. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Tore through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written 
Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, is our living hope. The name of a song by Phil Wickham here on Haven Today in a program called King of Kings. I'm thankful for everyone who's been supporting Haven Today, even recently, by making a gift and asking for a copy of Season 1 of The Chosen. As you heard a few minutes ago when we played a clip from the series, this show is so unique, it'll have a stirring effect on your life when you watch it. It's something my wife and I have enjoyed together, and I really want you and those you love to see it as well. You can see the story of Jesus in a fresh and vibrant way through the eyes of people whose lives have been transformed. People like Peter and Mary Magdalene and Nicodemus, who were they? And what were they like before they met him? As you watch all eight episodes of The Chosen, you'll see your life in the lives of those around Jesus and have a deeper appreciation of how the gospel truly transforms. So, for your gift to Haven Ministries, I want to send you the DVD collection, The Chosen Season 1. Just call us right now at 800 654 2836-800-65-HAVEN. Or watch some of the series when you come to our website. And when you've done that, you can also there make your gift to haventoday.org. That web address again is haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. 90% of people say they pray, and that includes those who say they have no religious beliefs. (laughs) That's interesting, isn't it? Apparently our souls reach out for God even if our minds have decided not to. In the Psalms, King David wrote, As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. And don't forget, King David was far from perfect. His legacy as a father and husband isn't one that you would want, but isn't it great to know that God hears and answers the prayers of deeply flawed people? In fact, those who belong to Jesus are encouraged to come before the throne of God with great confidence. And that's something Anchor Devotional can help you do daily. Get started at GetAnchor.com.